That makes you fat. Remember, remember the 5th of November. Tonight, we died in hell! After about five minutes of this movie, you're going to wish you had ten beers. Hello and welcome to BAMF, the podcast where we talk about specific comic book series and their adaptations to film or TV. BAMF is produced by the Anima Podcast Network, and please follow us on our socials. Uh, We are at BAMF Social Club on both Twitter and Instagram, and you can email us at antibamfclub at gmail.com. I'm Chris. I'm Mick. I'm Andrea. And this is BAMF. Okay, so I picked Scott Pilgrim for us to cover this week, mostly because I still I love, absolutely adore this graphic novel series. I read it around the same age of the character, I believe, um, up until the when the last one came out. And also, I am a massive, massive fan of the film and of the director, Edgar Wright. He's one of my favorites, so I thought this one would be fun. Um, I love bringing stories that have a really huge music element, kind of similar to how Ghost World. So this is my pick, and I feel like all of us have something we like about this. Or a lot of things we like about this. A lot of things. If we're going to date, you may have to defeat my seven evil exes. You have seven evil ex-boyfriends? Seven evil exes, yes. And I have to fight defeat. Defeat your seven evil exes if we're going to continue to date? Pretty much. So what you're saying right now is we are dating? Uh, I guess. Does that mean we can make out? Sure. Cool. So, Scott Pilgrim, background of the comic. Scott Pilgrim is a series of graphic novels by comic book artist Brian Lee O'Malley. Um, it's about a guy called Scott Pilgrim, obviously. He's a slacker and a part-time musician who falls in love with a uh, mysterious woman called a uh, mysterious woman, Ramona Flowers, but together he must defeat her seven evil exes. Um, so that's the basic kind of plot. Um, it was created in, I do not have that, but uh, it was, it came out early 2000s. Yeah. Early 2000s. Yeah. So the series consists of six digest sized black and white volumes. It was released between August 2004 and uh, July 2010. It was uh, released through the Portland-based independent comic book publisher Oni Press. The entire series has won both the Harvey and the Eisner for different categories, and it has sold millions of copies. And uh, it has spawned a film, an animated short, a video game, and is soon to be an anime series for Netflix. And that is Scott Pilgrim, the comic. Hey, what's up? Nothing. Hey, you know Pac-Man? I know of him. Well, Pac-Man was originally called Puck-Man. They changed it because, uh, not because Pac-Man looks like a hockey puck. Paku-Paku means flap your mouth. And that they were worried people would change, scratch out the P, turn it into an F, like. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Uh... Am I dreaming? I'll leave you alone forever now. Thanks. Do you want to tell us about the film, Andrea? Yes. Yeah. So, yes. Andrea, how about how about the film? Um, what, what's a can you can you give us an intro into what? What is film? Yeah. 
What is what, what is, is cinema? cinema? <laughs> this Please is cinema. break it down through every <laughs> single letter. C I N E M A. I'm like trying to think of words to nope not today it's too early in the morning um i now have to correct myself i read it at the same age of scott pilgrim but i read the re-release because i was a young child because didn't they republish it oh they did republish it in corner yeah 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 in, yeah so i read the i think i read the first three as a kid and then and then yeah anyway here's the movie scott pilgrim versus the world it's a 2010 uh wow it's this romantic action comedy film Co-written, produced, and directed by Edgar Wright. His co-writer is Michael Bacall. Yes, Michael Bacall. Michael Bacall, who also wrote 21 Jump Street. It's based off of the novel of the same name, and it stars Michael Sarah as Scott Pilgrim, and an amazing cast. This cast is so ridiculous. All of them are huge actors now. Um, Ridiculous. It's insane. I don't even need to go through all of it, because we'll probably touch on it when we uh, go over the series. And some surprise cameos, like if you know where to look, yeah. Yeah, surprise cameos everywhere. And so, as amazing as this cast was, the film was actually a box office bomb. It only made $49.3 out of a $85 million production budget which is insane but the film received a ton of positive reviews and now has a cult following it's received so many awards even though the graphic novel is based off of a musician people consider it a superhero film due to its nature it has an 82 percent on robin tomatoes as of right now and a whole bunch of awards nice nice and a bitchin soundtrack yeah it's actually a really good garlic bread garlic bread is my favorite food I could honestly eat it for every meal or just eat it all the time without even stopping. <laughs> you get fat. No, why would I get fat? Bread makes you fat. Bread makes you fat? I'm pretty sure Mick is the biggest fan among the three of us. Mick, please, uh, do you want to you kick this off? Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, Scott Pilgrim was pretty seminal for me growing up. I was Scott's age when the first volume hit in 2004. Wow. So I had, uh, that was my last year. You picked it up in 2004? Yeah, when it came out. Yeah. Wow. Oh wow, you picked okay. it up in a year. Like, uh, like I there was this one specialty comic shop that I scoured. That's like, hey, are you gonna have this? Because like it, it like Phil Bars was gonna do this. And where in Manila did you find it? Magallanes. Like it was this hole in the wall thing oh, at the commute there, and yeah. like you have everything. Great. Yeah. Uh, Dra- Druids Keep. Druids Keep. If you remember, yeah. Chris. Yep. Yeah, so it's like I I, I got it. We used consignment. to supply uh, uh, all all our comics at uh, Sputnik. Sputnik, yeah. You rest in. So I, I got the first, like, uh, because like I was such a fan of the Oni stuff coming out uh, during the early part and during college back when. Um, uh, so I had read like Box Office Poison and all that, and I was a fan of the company and Blue Monday, which was like Archie on crack. So Blue Blue Monday mm-hmm. is amazing. I I have. It baffles me no one has adapted Blue Monday into anything because, like... <laughs> you will. You will be that guy. Even Hopeless Savages, which is my first taste of Brian Lee O'Malley, actually. Hopeless Savages, where he was an artist. Um, so I was a big fan already of, of the company and of O'Malley. Uh, so when he announced... And, uh, and 2004 was when video game culture was gaining momentum. And then to have this pitch that's like, oh, it's 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 a, it's a video game, uh, it's a video game esque type thing, and it, it it did stuff with video games that a lot of web com- comics were doing at the time. How old were you in two thousand four, Mike? I was around twenty two, twenty three, around Scott's age, and Andrea was like thirteen. 
I was four. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, and that, that's that's how I got into it, and then it became like a yearly thing for me. It's like I would look forward to the next volume. It's like, is it coming out yet? And like, you know, that's incredible, uh, when dude. I didn't discover this until, fuck, I think two volumes before volume four, maybe. Wow, that's incredible. You were there from the start. It was like crushing at the time, like because your sense of time is so skewed. Now it's like now it's like oh you blink and it's like two weeks, but then the, the wait in between volumes was like ugh. It's like when is this coming out? And yeah, so you like I literally grew up with Scott like emotionally and wow. figuratively. Oh gosh, that's so sweet. Yeah, no, and it's like you know from a like from all his bad habits to like his redemption and six and i think that's that's a that's a lot what a lot of people overlook is this this journey of like the slacker uh and there's always a redemption uh it's not like a quick and easy redemption like mall rats or like as we keep bringing up mall rats in this cast but it's like it's not you know it's not like one life lesson but because it's spread out over six volumes the story of a slacker who is trying to come to terms with Starting a relationship with this girl and going through all her ex uh, boyfriends, whether that's a metaphor or not, exes. but it's really this guy, not just exes. boyfriend, evil exes, evil exes, exes. Sorry, evil exes. Um, coming to terms with that, so that's that's basically the arc of Scott Pilgrim, where it's this dude who's trying to get with this girl and. All these things are holding him back, whether it's his own fault or whether it's other people's faults. He's navigating that, and that you know, in the early mid 2000s, that sort of resonates with you when like everything was sort of aimless and you're transitioning into this, you know, more vir- virtual world. And it, it was just filled with references I got, like, yeah, you remember that one we, we went to a quiz night once, and like, I knew like exactly how much damage his hammers did <laughs> plus three against girls <laughs> wow. plus three against girls for sure and like you know i got the clash of demon head reference i got final fight i i got like the exact change that's the change you get when you beat someone up in river city ransom being an avid fan of video games for myself so it re- it's really a confluence of all these things like anime manga and stuff it's really and it wrapped up in this like slice of lifey awesomeness i like scott pilgrim is like uh i would say defined my at least my generation our, our generation how about you Drea? What, what are what are your uh, since you picked it yeah yeah what was your uh what is your background on 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 scott pilgrim i i didn't discover it 2004 i think i discovered it 2007 or 2008 so there were some parts of it that i think i might have been on the cusp of really uh, understanding as a mature, like, you know, on the maturity level of dating and relationships. But like, I, it was just, it was so great to read a comic book that had all the video game adapt, you know, connections for me. And also the music stuff, like, you know, cause I played a lot of music. I was, I was going to shows and video games and there was, there wasn't anything that had the combination yeah the mesh of like nerd culture and really awesome music i was like i don't think this exists no it does exist it's scott pilgrim um i you know like i wasn't a slacker as a kid i did my job i just felt like school was just kind of dumb 
So I kind of gravitated towards him with the whole, I want to be an artist. I want to do this. I want to fall in love and all that. But um, I actually only got through the first four volumes and then I stopped. I don't know why. Um, and then I repicked it. I, you know, repicked up the comics when they did the re-release and then I fell in love with again. Um, the, that was when I fully understood because I already had my heart broken and all that bullshit. Um, I started to really understand at least the relationship part and the getting your shit together. Um, I think that is the name of one of the is it issue volume three or four. Get your shit uh, together. Not get your shit Scott together. Pilgrim gets it together. I think that's gets it together. Yeah, volume yeah. Six. Yeah, one of those. I can't remember. I have to look. But that was pivotal for me because Scott Pilgrim was the graphic novel series. I was able to get my friends who didn't like comic books to get into comic books because all my gamer friends, you'd think that they'd be into it because it's uh, adjacent, but they, you know, they weren't, I guess now because of the Marvel universe, but for them and all my music friends, like, Hey, check out this comic. It's really good. So this, this for me, the biggest importance is that I was able to get people who didn't care about what I did and what, why I would spend an hour every Wednesday picking up my single issues, like come read this graphic novel. It is Again, awesome. Nice. Right, Me, um, I, oh, I think I'm the. I, I think I, I between the three of us, I think I definitely got into the latest. I, I think I got into it like late, maybe 2010, something like that. Very close to to the movie release. It was definitely two issues before the last one. So, so yeah, I was I was very late into it. It was eye opening for me. So, so just a quick background. I. I once upon a time, I, I co-owned a, a a very awesome comic book store, and uh, I, I don't have the money to do it. But yeah, it, it was it was it was incredible, and I discovered so many titles because of it. Um, you know, uh, and and you know, generally when when you're you're into comics, you're either into the non superhero or the superhero. You know, and 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 I, I dabbled in both absolutely. When this came out, this was like some weird thing that was in between you know you you can't just be like yeah it's it's a non-superhero comic but it, it it really isn't it's not even a manga i mean like it's everything it's everything so it like really stretched um what i thought a comic could do uh so 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 for me reading it 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 was really it was a it was a fantastic experience discovering it it, it was like I like at the time I just I didn't know you could do that with the medium like you could break so many rules you could like it's a love story and it's it's a freaking superhero story but it's not it's 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 manga but it's not it's I don't know it it just adds it was so many things and it just really blew my mind when I read it I, I could not get enough of it so uh, I I discovered it late but oh my god I just I I I breezed through those volumes so quickly and i think i think in in one weekend i f i finished everything it, it was it, it was it was incredible discovering it for the first time i i love that you said it's like a manga but not i didn't even think of that you're right this this series does everything and it's not overloaded yeah, yeah. like it's fucking it's, great it like wears all its uh influences it just drapes everything there but it works somehow right yeah. 
and like as an like as an artist chris like did like there is a definite progression of his like i felt that because like i was going volume to volume but like from one to two the jump is like it's huge by the time it gets to six like o'malley is at the top of his game yeah in terms of paneling and like he's he's like settled in yeah absolutely and apparently like but but also like when when he hits seven apparently like he he needed to get background artists for 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 his stuff like a he, real manga yeah. exactly so 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 he was he was laying everything out and then he had he he, he hired people to to drop in backgrounds and stuff but yeah man like really like it's so i i think especially for someone like you mick who who was there from the start it must be so rewarding to to really see the progression oh, for, from, sure, for sure from from from, from like, volume one to all the way till the end yeah, no, and I think I think a lot of people get swept up in the spectacle of Scott Pilgrim, both um, in, the, in the comic and the film, which I think we'll touch on later. But like, especially in the comic, like you, you start out, it's like, yeah, no, this is like this can totally be my life. But then by the time you hit volume seven, it's like, wow, Scott is like a trash bag. <laughs> yeah, 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 and yeah. like, he's, like, yeah. and it's like he's he's not someone to be emulated or admired. Yeah. <laughs> He, like he's quite slowly realized that, yeah. like he's like it is this is toxic what he is, but like it is, uh, in the same way like you you find you know uh, villains fascinating. It's like you're on this journey with this dude who is like he's trying to do his best, and it's like, you know, he's got some misguided ideas and opinions on a lot of things, and uh, he's trying to change. I think that's the that's the thing that happens in in seven. And you see that, and like I, I think we were talking before we started the podcast. I was talking to Andrea. It's like, like the, the scenes with Kim are really heartbreaking. Um, when when Scott finally fesses up and like, hey, you know, I'm sorry, Kim. It's like it's me, and I'm sorry for me. I'm sorry for us, and I'm sorry, General. When when Kim moves away, which was like, that is that was Kim. Really that was, yeah, dude, I, I, I totally yeah, Kim missed Pine. that, dude. I I that's something I missed in in the adaptation. If we're gonna get into that later, but yeah, 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 no, for sure. There's a lot lost in the adaptation. I feel also, uh, not to make it a bad movie, but like you know, but there were so many quiet moments in the book. Like one came out winning, but like two and three, there's almost no action in two and three. It's just like slice of life and them eating burgers and shit and doing video gaming stuff from time to time. It's like hanging out with friends. I think that's why I liked it. It's like it was you're hanging out with real people, and and it's 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 like how he he juggled so many characters too, like so many characters, yeah, yeah. dude. Like it's it's kind of wild. Um, yeah, but yeah. And then you so like you, that's what I feel when you, you said you like it's, up, it's like hanging out with friends. Like yeah, yeah. And then like people you hated in earlier volumes are suddenly freaking amazing. It's like oh man, I love Envy now, or like oh I love oh. Lisa. It's like it's another thing right? that was and lost in like, the adaptation is is Envy's kind of like redemption. Well, not redemption, but just like you well, realize yeah. kind of feel yeah. for her at, at some everyone point. Everyone was like, yeah, no, everyone was like, everyone got shorthanded. Even like, you know, young Neil and like, <laughs> and Stephen Stills and Julie and everyone, like, uh, you know, everyone grew up in that book. <laughs> I felt everyone had an ending. Everyone yeah. closed mm. their yeah. chapter. You know, when you know when you're in your early 20s and you're really trying sure, to figure it yeah. out um it's not the same as as being a teenager at the graphic novel everyone felt like they were they you know transitioned into yeah, adulthood sure. yeah yeah 
each character. Sorry, yeah. each yeah. character. Yeah, and then I, I like I've, I've watched the movie more than I've read the comics now, but I, I keep forgetting Stephen mm-hmm. Stills has a great coming out arc. Yeah, <laughs> he, he does. does. I forget that completely. Which is great. It's like you know, it's like gruff old Stephen Stills and his boyfriend. Yeah. I think Super well, well, cute. obviously that that's that's really. I mean, you you have to sacrifice a lot if you're gonna make one movie out of seven, Six seven, seven digest. Yeah. You know, what I seven. mean, like yeah, yeah. It's it's yeah. So much is gonna be sacrificed. I mean, I mean, we're saying this, but I mean, I'm sure, like, we haven't even started on it, but but the movie is freaking excellent. The movie is incredible, but but it, we we lose a lot. We like we we lose a lot of of the fleshing out, especially of, of certain characters. How, how about but 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 in general, like what is, what are your first thoughts on the on on the adaptation, on the movie, on Edgar Edgar Wright's movie? Yeah, yeah Andrea, since you chose this, I have so many thoughts on this film. It's ridiculous. The journey that we go through with um, Scott in in the graphic novel, I really enjoyed. I love it. It. It is epitome of coming of age as a young adult for me because you go through heartbreak, you move in with, you know, it's everything. And we obviously couldn't do that in, was it 120? How long was this film? Um, two, oh, it's two hours? Gosh, it moves like a bullet train. That's the thing. Like, they, 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 they picked a lane, and I really appreciate they picked a lane. Edgar Wright was like, I want to make a comic book superhero movie without capes, and it's going to be ball busting, wild, insane video game. And he stayed there. And I feel like that's what worked for me. Instead of him dodging, if he was going in this like slice of life video game, like I just don't think it would have worked. And Edgar Wright's, you know, at the time when he was making films, it was super Edgar Wright. He's kind of honed in his style where it's not as blatantly in your face with the editing. But I feel like at the time, this really worked for him as a director. This style. Yeah, he had fun. And you can tell, it's like you can tell he had fun because I had fun watching it. Like I felt that. Um, I was, I was missing all like in my soul and heart, I was missing all the things that they took out, but I was very pleased with this adaptation. Like I had a big smile on my, I still do. And I rewatch, I rewatch it a lot. And I always end up with this big smile on my face. <laughs> like that was fun. And sometimes I just want a fun film that's well made. I don't... Yeah, no, it's really like he took the really, the basis premise, which is this guy fights this girl's seven evil exes. And then all the draperies that were hung on the book, he took those and then he hung them over the movie. And then that's it. And it, it worked completely. Like, and he, he doubled down on what the spirit of the, 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 the comic was, which is like this, something that embraced video games, something that embraced, you know, sound effects and, you know, bombast and like, and it, it wasn't like a Ang Lee Hulk type. Oh, we'll use panels here, but like he used them to like great effect. Like, like he's he great is so good at transitions that you know he he used the panels as transition, even sound effects transitions. And he's such a mu mu music head, music heavy, that, yeah, 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 director, yeah, it, perfect director for it, for sure. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's so funny. You brought up. Ang Lee's the Hulk. <laughs> yeah, this is this is, a, this is this is what it wanted to do. I mean, this is what Ang Lee probably wanted to do. You know, like make a living, breathing comic book in in movie form. Um, uh, for me, like Ang Lee did the the whole you know um, panel to panel uh, scene changes, screen. 
but but it, it was still just so you know it, it seemed so forced here it felt so organic like like it's it's, it's like it's it's a i feel it's it's really like a, a a comic book movie you know brought to life it's a comic brought to life um the use of you know uh sound effects but but turned into visual a, a visual you know uh element and and it's uh yeah it was it's it's so innovative i i i feel um it's so innovative to the point that i remember i worked in advertising for for about eight years and i remember so many ads just ripping off the you know specific scenes from from this movie i remember it so clearly because i actually made a blog just listing the number of ads that ripped off Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> I love it. it. Yeah, yeah, I really? did. I did. And I, you know, yeah, That's it was. It was yeah. Um, Please send us this blog private. Uh, yeah, yeah. Did you, get, did you guys ever watch Space? Yeah, I did not. For no. sure. That's the one. That, yeah. Oh man! You didn't watch Space. Chris, you should. Oh my gosh, I know, Chris! I know. As someone. It it there you know might not hold up completely, but you're someone who is a fan of nerd culture and cinema and all that. It's gonna work for you. I'm only bringing it up because when I found out Edgar Wright was doing this film, I realized they picked the correct guy because this guy knows how to fanboy in a good way. So and and like you know uh, Scott Pilgrim has just so many references, like the whole thing just references that I was like, okay, if someone else did it, it might feel like, and yeah, yeah, but you know Edgar Wright meshed the uh all of the what the quirkiness of references as part of the story did you guys ever follow his blog during yeah production? that's fucking great like, oh, the, vi- the video yeah like- I, chris i'm gonna send it to you that he posted video blogs of just the cast and just his days and he it's all on vimeo right awesome now. I'll yeah uh he did that for hot fuzz which i fucking enjoyed because they crossed over with peter jackson when he had Edgar Wright direct like a scene for In King Kong, King and Kong, right? They, yeah, and then Peter Jackson cameoed in Hot Fuzz as Father Christmas. Christmas yeah. yeah, um, and yeah, and like like speaking of the like, there's really one obscure, uh, like he he had to like get Nintendo's permission to use the Zelda music for the hallway scene. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was a te- the, I think the Temple of Time, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, that I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, to like to, to get Zelda of all things, it's like he had to to show them like a rough cut, everything. So the, this movie has insane music. We need to talk yes. about this, like from the band shirts to Brie Larson metric. covering metric. Oh my god, that like, song! What? Oh, I, I love it. Black, Black Sheep. Sheep? Is yeah, Black Sheep. I love it. And we is it Beck we doing Beck, a, a ton of the songs? We got broken social scene. Yeah, it's an incredible heck? soundtrack. For me, it's so wild to know that Edgar Wright got Beck to make a song about being a trash man, mm-hmm. a oh, garbage yeah. truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, you got Beck to make a garbage truck yeah. song. Am I wrong? Like he made it for the yeah. movie. The dumb tr- the, yeah, the, the, a lot of the Sex Bomb songs I think were Beck. One thing that we have to talk about is the cast because. For sure, watching it, especially watching it like today, the the you know the realization you go through when you you watch it today, and you're like, oh my god, this is like a list this of will fucking never happen again. <laughs> like, 
Never happening again. <laughs> fucking every, everyone went on to massive success. Well, well, not massive, but but you know, general like like a lot like wow, this this cast is incredible, and uh, yeah, it's a uh, it's just funny seeing it again recently. Um, I mean, I knew that like so many people came on after this to to have wonderful careers, but just watching it again, I haven't seen it in a while. Uh, and then just, just realizing that, oh my God, like Brie Larson was nobody when she made this movie. And now. Yeah. Did she do short term no, 12? No, not no, yet. Not no, even. No, not even. <gasps> yeah. Sadly, I think who had the worst career after this? Is it Michael? <laughs> Is it Michael Sierra? Yeah. Is it? Maybe. And Steve, uh, who played Stephen Sills? <laughs> Mark Webber? Not but, the guy that did Spider Man. <laughs> oh, not that one Marvel superhero. <laughs> What's his name? It's so bizarre to me that especially uh, Aubrey Chris Plaza. Evans' yeah. character, Aubrey Plaza, like uh, Chris Evans' character. Uh, oh yeah, no, uh, Lucas Lee. Yeah, Lucas Lee. Where he's playing like a action superhero, and then he, 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 he is <laughs> an action. <laughs> what about Aubrey Plaza? She's yeah, no, she's the best. She's the best like, in everything. And fucking uh, Anna Kendrick as Stacey. Anna Kendrick. <laughs> Kieran Culkin, Brandon Routh, who didn't do anything, but you know, is Superman, so that's why I know him. Yeah, and uh, yeah, this this was the surprise, and Clifton Collins Jr. as the vegan police. Everyone's in this movie. Yeah, not only do you have an amazing cast, you have just amazing bands dropping in music. You have all these video games allowed. They had all these crazy band shirts. I don't even know if you can make this type of. Yeah, movie. okay, okay. I have a question. I have a question. I have a question. Why did this flop? This was a fucking massive flop. Why did this flop? Because it's um, a fucking, it's a, an amazing movie. And you would think, like, I mean, like, I, th- I thought the marketing was good. Like, people blame it on the marketing a lot. But mm-hmm. I, I remember the marketing. It made it look really exciting. I think it came out at the wrong time. Like, uh, 2010s was, like, that was already the shifting of generations. So, it, it like, it, I think it was in, in, in generational limbo. Like, if it had co- if it come out... Two years after, I think it would have like released a moderate success. Like, but like, what is this? Is this like a superhero movie, or is it not? Like, did they not understand it? I, I just don't know why. Did they also overplay it? Like, as someone who was like there at the time, yeah, like, did they? Because uh, like, I've I've read reports that like they shouldn't have shown it so much at Comic Con because everyone they killed the audience before it got to a paying audience. It might have been that. It might be what you guys are saying, generational. Um, I think that they shouldn't have released it during the summer. It's it it's could, not a it cannot movie. hold up. Yeah. It's it's not a summer movie for yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. For us three and like yeah, fans yeah. of the comic, it's sure. a summer movie. But I think for a general audience, they should have gone like spring or fall. I don't know. Maybe it, so. Just to clarify, it, it, it was a massive flop, but it gained a a fantastic following afterwards. Like. Because the, the, there the, was an audience the, for yeah, it. Yeah, the Blu-ray sales were like skyrocketing. Like mm-hmm. it's 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 a huge post-release hit, basically. And like rescreenings, yeah. every rescreening yeah. I've gone to is just sold out. It was it's just full, the timing, wild. Right? So it was just, I just the timing. Yeah, timing, but also like I I'm curious at how it was marketed because I was in, I actually was back in America for school, with before I saw the ads over there, but over here it was marketed as a, sometimes I saw it as a, 
comedy film and other times I saw it was marketed as a comic book film. I'm like, this isn't helping. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how yeah, it was yeah. over there. It wasn't clear what it was. You couldn't also <laughs> describe it to people correctly. Yeah, I mean, so, it's a lot of yeah, things. Seriously, yeah, it, it's hard to describe. I really think that they should have leaned, maybe this is too post after, you know, a decade after. I feel like they should have just leaned into the music side of the movie. Sure. To market it. Because I feel at the time, because I remember getting all my friends to watch it, and it was still that cusp period when nerd culture was like kind of cool, but not yet cool. And just getting my non-gamer friends to watch it, they're like, I don't know if I want to watch it. No one knows the cast back <laughs> then. Only my, some of my film friends were like, yeah, it's the guy who made Hot Fuzz. It was just, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Maybe it's a weird time. It was, I think it was. Uh, but yeah, no, I think... Uh, I guess we should also talk, like I know we we all love the film and like we are cognizant of its flaws. One of the things that gets me is like it is it's up there with Five Hundred Days where it's like ooh this does not age well in terms of like you know the toxicity of the main characters. Like <laughs> I I just saw uh, a talk where like it's like oh if this guy forces if like anyone forces you to watch these films so it's like Fight Club and a run and scott pilgrim was on the list no oh no (laughs) if if he says that these are his favorite films it's like run (laughs) and i get it i totally don't tell my partner that i force her to watch it yes people people might take that the wrong way like he is your main character and then like is he someone to emulate no he he's but but like for me like it's clear like no you're he is like he's he is aware that he's an asshole. You know what I mean? But I, I don't know. Yeah, it's will. Yeah, and I think the movie is like it. It the movie is it's it for me. It's a spectacle of yeah mm-hmm. of, of 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 this. That's why I ask people to watch it because it's more of a spectacle. And I know there's some to- toxic yeah. masculinity. And Mick, you did bring up the queer jokes that yeah. I was like, oh, I can make that joke, but you can't. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, like, the, the L world, I, Scott. <laughs> the other L uh, word. Yeah, I, man, now that I think about it, he is super Yeah, he's a major he is, asshole. He is. Like, it's... But you know, maybe it's, Ed, it's the combination of Edgar Wright and Michael Sarah. So just look at how he treats uh, Knives Chow. It is, it's, it's unforgivable. Oh my God, it's so like she, yeah. Knife Chow is so precious and she also is. underage. She's the best. <laughs> she is also I know underage. she's underage. She's it's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> and Kim, Kim, it's like Kim was great. Yeah. But yeah, but whenever, you know what? Whenever, Kim whenever you bring great. up Kim, I, like I can't separate. Like, no, no. It, it, it's just that I feel like I feel that's the biggest flaw of the movie is, uh, it's really, uh, and it's represented in Kim. It's really, it's really how much is cut from a lot of these characters. Um, mm-hmm. Kim in the movie is really just kind of a prop for me. For me, she's a prop. Like she's she she she, she has know, her fun like sucks, moments. She she does like she's got great lines, but she she was so important to the character in in the comics, you know. Um, and mm-hmm. I, I felt that was a massive loss in the storytelling, and, and so is so is the character of Envy Adams again. So I think mm-hmm. I think that that's the biggest flaw for me in in, in the adaptation is really, um, you know, there was, there was so much material to adapt. You had to take out so much stuff, 
but a lot of really really important character stuff got got like uh got 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 caught specifically kim and envy so i just bring it up immediately because whenever i hear kim i'm like i'm not a big fan of of uh the 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 film's portrayal of, of kim not not of the acting or anything. It just just her how she was written as compared to to the comics. Yeah, I agree. I think that. Um, so, do you guys remember in the film that moment that Scott shared with his sister on the swings? Um, I wish that the other characters were given those quiet moments, like what we were saying in the comic book. And it's one thing I really do look for in adaptations. I think I mentioned it in Long Halloween. Is that there were so many quiet moments we could have gotten where it would have toned down his, his toxicity as a male to be more understanding that it's just us being idiots in our 20s and we have to learn. Like, Kim should have been given that. Knives, I mean, Knives kind of had a little bit of it, but not, not enough yeah, for yeah. me. Um, and I guess they just focus so much on the action and the comedy, which part of me goes, it might have been a good thing because of, like, you know, the underage girl in the... For sure. You know, maybe it wouldn't have translated as well. No, it, it's. I think it's clear what what Wright chose. Well, like you were saying, like they picked the lane, and the lane was like, let's just make a fun, fun ass film. Like I, I don't think uh, they were like they they purposely shied away from the this because the comic like perfectly balanced the slice of life stuff with the wackiness of video game tropes and like superhero brawls, right? Um, but I think. Right, wisely chose like, let's do all this fun shit instead of yeah, the quiet yeah, moments. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, it it was pretty fucking fun. You know what I mean? It was really yeah. fun, right? Which now I'm wondering. I'm so curious because we're gonna get an animated series. Ooh, will we get those quiet get moments? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hopefully, yeah. are we gonna get everything oh, we want? Yeah. Well, correct um, me if I'm wrong. Doesn't anime in general have? A lot of that in terms of their pacing, like they have a yeah, lot of the, like the really cut down quiet, production, right? Costs. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, like if they want, like if they're smart, right? They'll, 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 yeah. If they're not animating the fights, then they'll be like, you know, longer swing scenes. I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward I'm, to it. Are, are they keeping the art style? I, yeah. I haven't read up on. It. Oh they yeah, are. they are. They are. Uh, um, they shot two well, endings I, I, for this film. Which did you guys prefer? <laughs> the the knives ending or the Ramona ending? Well, it's 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 hard for me because like if they went with the knives ending, I wouldn't feel it's uh it's deserved because it's a uh, he was an asshole to knives the entire movie. So like you you mm-hmm. can't end up with knives like with with you being a fucking douchebag for her your entire relationship like i i I'd, i'm not a big fan of that so yeah I, i'd have to i'd have to go with with uh with the ramona ending based on that i i 100 percent am in the same boat i was in a test screening <laughs> nice and it just doesn't sit right mostly because of what chris said like he was a douchebag like knives deserve My someone God. better and yeah. to give her the peace of mind of knowing that and moving on and him going with someone, the person he pursued the whole time was much more fitting. And it gave knives, it, at least for one of our characters, we gave her a strong closure, yeah. which I thought was really great. You know, 
for us growing up in our twenties. Yeah. When you're reflecting on your early twenties and you have that, like if anyone's ever given that moment, like, God, that feels so good. So I, I, I do prefer the Ramona ending solely because of how the film was. Yeah. Yeah. Written. Yeah. How about you, Mick? Oh yeah, no, for sure, Ramona ending because the uh, like you like they'd be doing knives dirty if they right if like they yeah. ended up together. Exactly. It's like, and why would you take them back? <laughs> like, right? I exactly. know you're young and yeah, dumb. Exactly. Yeah, don't. Yes. Yes. But it's like good on you for not taking this douchebag back, right? Yeah, it's, precisely. It's yeah. like, like, uh, like I he think the, the, the you, film like, ends you know? also on a like a on a slight dig at Scott and Ramona. Like, I guess now we can be like fuck ups together. Yeah, which which is the yeah. right? Which is yeah, the thing? Yeah. It's like. You know, I went through your your baggage, and now we're gonna start something new. And uh, yeah, Bill Hader did a hell of a job voicing the continue screen. Oh my gosh, he was the voice. Yeah. <laughs> like he was all the 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 video game voices. Like <laughs> who was not in this right? film? It's like <sighs> yeah, like he like Bill Hader was like all the combo combo. That was all him. No shit, that was him. Oh, I didn't know that he did all of it. What? Wow, all the video game awesome. effects. Gosh. Other other Bill is it Bill Pope? He was a yeah. cinematographer no, from holy, Matrix. Holy, film. Yeah, holy, my goodness, my wow, it's beautiful. Yeah, that stuff was wild. Beautiful. No, I watching that. It's such a nice collab, like a true collaboration between director, DP, and vi- like post. Yeah, yeah. There is. Yep. You had to have worked as a team to make this movie. It's insane. Gorgeous, gorgeously shot. Gorgeous. I'm like now really sad that this bombed because even even though it has some problems, I just feel like maybe it's just a test of like did you do you guys think the movie came out too early? Definitely. Like do you think it was just too ahead it's of its time? It's ahead of its time for sure. Like it it it's like it was in that weird sweet spot where it's like as you you, you were saying Andrea, like video game culture was still like look at free guy as an example like People are more right. like, you yeah. know, there are a lot accepting of accepting it now. Yeah, yeah. Accepting sure. it now. Uh, and Free Guy could have still been made like in the, like, as something as like 2012, two years. Free Guy came out in 2012, mm-hmm. would have made bank mm-hmm. also. So I think, yes, it was very much ahead of its time. I don't know. Were, the, were, were people expecting a fucking like, like in superhero movie, like I don't, I don't know. But the fights were amazing, though. It's like, fights were incredible, fights dude. Ridiculous. What, what was your favorite fight? Mine was uh, what's his name? Uh, the the first one, the Dev Patel. Patel, Patel Dev yeah, Patel. the Patel fight. <laughs> Not Matthew <gasps> Patel. The Matthew Patel fight. My God, I you are projecting, Nick. The Matthew Patel fight that was super fun. Um, yeah, they made his fight. They was made great. a. Yeah, they made they wrote the song for that. Yeah, that's incredible. I love. I, I it's not really a fight, but watching Chris Evans scene. Oh my god, that's yeah, so good with, with, with his with his with so, his, uh, his, his, uh, his stunt doubles. Oh, it's so yeah. good. It's yeah, so good. Because it went to stunt doubles and then it goes to the yeah, the that, skate thing, really and every time yeah. it cuts back to Scott and um, what's his friend's name? Oh my gosh, Kieran Culkin's character, and they're just like, yeah, wow, that's really good. Wow, it's just so Edgar Wright to do something like that. That might be my favorite fight scene. So, so I've been watching a lot of horror movies like over and over again in the past year. Just by doing that, I know who Edgar Wright's biggest influence is. It's Sam Raimi. Have, have you seen uh, Evil Dead? Yeah. The, the fir- watch it yeah. again. 
his sense of like cutting and pacing it's it's yeah, no, it's, it's evil dead like it's the, the tool of montage from evil dead 2 is like it has launched a thousand ships yeah i will like, say mm-hmm. wow it's Raimi has really that's why i'm really looking forward to multiverse of Do- madness yeah, to doctor strange because oh, it's gosh. because it's Raimi. <laughs> it's like, Raimi. he still made my favorite spider-man yeah. spider-man 2 yes absolutely Okay, final words on on the comic, the movie, and uh, how you you liked any everything. It's great talking to. Really love hearing both your perspective on the male toxicity. Honestly, it's I haven't really had a good you know a recent conversation on it, so I have a new perspective on the film because I found it not the, just the film, the film and the novel on how he acts, and I just kept blaming it on early twenties idiocracy. But you guys are right; it is. He was being a toxic male, a little piece of shit sometimes, a lot of yeah, the yeah. times. But um, this is hindsight, though. I, hindsight, yeah. Sure. You know, I was young then, so we're all idiots. But um, I really still adore the graphic novel. I love Brian Lee O'Malley's um, art style. I love the journey of watching him as a creator from the beginning of the graphic novel to now. It's a, a pivotal part of my growing up, this story. Not just the graphic novel, but the film. You know, I I watched it right before I graduated film school. It's a huge thing for me. Um, I'm a big fan of Edgar Wright. So with all the stuff that I was missing from the graphic novel that didn't get to go into the film, I still adore this movie because it it picked it picked a it picked a, a, a lane. It shows what it wanted to do. It wanted to make a fun, spectacular, action-packed comedy film, and it nailed it. With a banging soundtrack and insane cast. So I'm, you know, I'm all about it. I still recommend this film to people. And I highly recommend the graphic novel now that we talked about it. Like, the one thing I'm curious is I'm, I'm so curious if the younger generation will like this film. Because there are so many nods to stuff that's more on the classic side. And, you know, the music's not old, but it's not... Music or even now, like, can so. they get on board with like Scott's journey? Like, from, yeah, can they get on board with Scott's journey? Like on the outset, it's like because we forgave. I think mm-hmm. we were more forgiving in 2010s than we because we were all douchebags. Yeah, uh, but yeah, no, <laughs> definitely because we're teenage jerkbags. <laughs> but I, I'm curious if someone in the same age as Scott Pilgrim, Michael, Sarah, if they will feel the same way we yeah, did yeah. when we were experiencing it. Just so people know, Mick is so in love with this comic. He went this as Scott Pilgrim um, for Halloween. He got a lot of his friends to to dress up as uh, the side characters and everything. So, so that's why I'm saying Mick will go last. So, All right. so yeah. Okay. So but this is Drea's pick. <laughs> <laughs> that's why she went first. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, 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 so for me, um, um, uh. Um, massive fan um i uh, i think this is a i mean like this is this this pick is perfect for people who bo- love both comics and movies um you've got a fantastic comic creator in brian leo malley yeah amazing film director in uh, edgar wright so this is like a perfect marriage and as a fan it's incredible as much as i love the comic and i recognize some of the things i want to see more in the film the film is 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 pretty fucking awesome, honestly. Uh, maybe we we weren't uh, clear about how incredible this movie is 
Um, but but this movie is pretty fucking incredible. I love it so much, and I've seen it so many times, and I'm gonna see it so many times again in the course of my life. Uh, super big fan. Mick, how about you? Oh yeah, no, for sure. I think Scott Pilgrim is one of those comics. Like I, I touched upon it earlier, where it's like I grew up with it. So, and for the time that it wasn't an option to be made into a film, like you were secretly hoping it's like maybe I could do this. Maybe I like I I like a crack at this material. But I'm glad Edgar Wright did it because I don't see it being done any other way. But we'll see when the series comes out. But like, um. The the comic was 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 such a big part of like me coming to terms with my 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 twenties, uh, in a lot of ways, and you know growing from you know learning from mistakes and like 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 Drea said, um, going through the whole rigmarole of you know falling in love and out 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 of love and you know falling in and out with friends also, and you know uh, owning up to your mistakes, realizing you've you've treated people on all sides fairly badly like I'm, I'm glad that was touched upon in the comic so that prepared me for the film which is like a pure just a pure distillation of a hero's journey which is fine which is great because um the film is just essentially volume one cranked up to 11 where there's no sort of uh you know you don't have the emotional resonance of the books but you have a nice uh, clean resolution for the narrative in in the film, which is a visual tour de force and a masterclass of how you mount scenes, editing, and play with space. So, like, uh, like it, it, it is, it, it's a cult classic for those reasons. I feel not because it's the greatest love story ever told, but because it's just such a fun, infectious film. That you know, it takes you for a ride, and you, you forgive a lot of its flaws because of it. Uh, and yeah, that's that's Scott Pilgrim. It's just a fun franchise overall, and you can love it, but you can be aware of you know the problems that go with it. I think that's that's the responsibility of us, like when we consume media, it's got to be aware. I feel, and that's uh, Scott Pilgrim. Fantastic. So. Uh... Final words. Okay, so um, that was uh, our episode on Scott Pilgrim. Oh, wow. Guys, how, how about Recos? Um, what are you guys reading or watching this week? I've never read it. It's, I'm going to, I might say her last name wrong. Allison Bechdel. Um, She wrote Fun Home, and so I finally, finally picked up Are You My Mother? I'm going to crack into that. Um, and at the same time, I did re-download the Scott Pilgrim. They remastered the video game, so I'm going to go try and platinum that because I'm a dork and I want every trophy. <laughs> so, what are you guys doing? Uh, what else? Uh, yeah, no, I'll, I'll I usually give the adjacent pick. So for for something that is like a Scott Pilgrim flavored, also I think from Oni Press, you might want to try Lars. Br- uh, uh, I forgot his last name, but you you might want to try a series called North World, uh, where it is the same uh, North World, the Ballad of Conrad. It is like a it's twenty something slacker, same setup, but it leans hard into D and D. So hold yeah. on, <laughs> let me yeah. write it down. It's called North World. There are two volumes out. I got it from your comic shop, Chris. 
way back in the day uh yeah it's like what if being an adventurer was like a dead-end job like you're 20 something and that's your career like you're an adventurer but you didn't like it North world uh that's on the comic adjacent front for the video game aspect of it i recommend a series on netflix called high score girl super cool it is a 24 episode anime series i think your wife might enjoy it, Chris. You guys, you should watch it. It's super cute, super great. Not toxic at all. <laughs> it's about this kid who grows up. It's a it's a period piece actually. It's it starts in 1991, the release of Street Fighter Two, and there's this kid who wants to be the best Street Fighter player in his neighborhood, and he gets beaten by this girl, and he makes it his life mission to beat this girl in Street Fighter, and then from there, their love story sort of blooms. And, you know, there's, there's this, and it leans hard into the video game elements where they actually talk to the video game characters and they give them advice on life. High score girl. Awesome. Checking it out, for sure. I'm reading Bad Girls. Becky Cloonan and Michael Conrad were only two, episode, uh, two issues in. It's about the three uh, women who have taken the mantle of Bad Girl. Uh, Barbara That's Gordon. Awesome. Um, Stephanie Brown and Cassandra Kane, the best Batgirl ever, and uh, it's again we're only two two issues in. It's it's pretty fun. Uh, as of what what I'm watching, um, I re I just rewatched the whole um, Scream franchise in anticipation for the movie, and it's it still solidifies my my theory that this is the best horror franchise ever. And I love it so much. Could you rank them? Oh, you want me? To, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Before you, you go, give me, I, I'm you gonna go. do Let's the do rewatch. This. Give me it's, the ranking, including yeah. the Let's new movie. It. It's Scream, including the new Scream one. Scream two, Scream twenty twenty two, Scream four, and then Scream three. That's my ranking. Let me get yes. back to you on mine. I'm gonna do it also. Yeah. That's awesome. Fantastic. <laughs> okay, so that was our episode on Scott Pilgrim, and uh, we'll see you soon. Thank you. Bye bye. Roxy. You know this girl? Oh boy, does she know me? What is she talking about? He really doesn't know. He really doesn't. Wait. Mm. You and her? It was just a phase. Just a phase? You had a sexy phase? It meant nothing. I didn't think it would count. It meant nothing? I was just a little bi curious. Well, honey, I'm a little bi curious! Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and want to give to our beer fund, share our podcast with your friends and on socials. To catch all the latest from the Banff crew, follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at Banff Social Club. Thanks again and see you next episode.